This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Tell your boss to get lost. It's time for your 15-minute break. Man, oh man, oh man. So glad you guys have decided to join me for this 15-minute break. I kind of want to start this new thing where on Fridays I drop an episode of the 15-minute break where I leave you with kind of thoughts to go into your weekend. You know, whether they're inspiring things, whether they're just interesting and fascinating to me, whether there's something I want to rant about, whether it's something you need to look forward to. I mean, I just want to kind of you know, I just want to talk to you guys. Just talk. You know, I mean, this is our 15 minute break together. This is, you know, during the week we have our breaks and stuff here and there. And, you know, we chit chat and do whatever we do and talk about the people we work with. But today on Fridays, you know, we're excited. The weekend is about to be here. We're about to bolt out the door and enjoy our lives without this work. And so, you know, why not talk about some things that I find you know, either interesting, rant-worthy, inspiring, depressing, not a lot of pressure on the weekend. We'll save that for earlier in the week, okay? But, <laughs> but you know, I have some things that are, are, are rant-worthy, that are worthy to talk about. So that's what I wanted to do with you guys really fast. Well, not really fast, 15 minutes type of fast, which, you know, sort of fast. Um, what I wanted to start with was my boy Adam. You guys all know Adam. Adam's on the podcast all the time during fantasy season and, and whatnot. And he, he he put this article on Twitter that talked about possibly an eighth continent, which when you speak about continents, it's kind of just a, a you know, it's not really a, a scientific thing. Well, I guess it is. It's just, it's hard to explain. Like, I don't know if they really had that knocked down to an exact number, if, you know, who's really counting and, you know, if everyone has varying um, understandings of it. But what I'm talking about is this thing they're calling Zealandia. Um, which if you if you're interested in, in looking more into it you can look up the article there's articles on different sites right now I'm looking at the article he tweeted out which was from the BBC and it's an interesting article because it speaks about this thing Zealandia I think I hope I'm pronouncing that right which it's interesting because check this out I'm just gonna I'm gonna read it straight from this BBC article which um, was posted on their site today and it mentions that a huge landmass, which has been basically submerged. It's the entire thing is submerged, and it's. I guess this is not completely new to science, but they're just kind of finding more and more out about it as they can, you know, continue to uh, push, you know, and look further into it. And so, basically, there was a study published. It says here in the Geological Society of American America's Journal, where they say that Zealandia, this new this new continent space that people aren't aware of, measures. 1.9 million, I believe, square miles, which is about two thirds of Australia. So they say 94% of that area is underwater, with only a few islands and three major landmasses sticking out above the surface, which 
is New Zealand and some other islands in there mixed in. So to me, that's crazy. Isn't that fascinating? I mean, we all know there's stuff under the water. We all know that there's stuff in space. We all know that there's so much we don't know about. But to think that 94% of a continent or whatever you want to call this landmass is under the water and we don't really know much about it is crazy to me. That's like a whole, you know, that's like the United States. I mean, obviously not the size of the United States, but that's like the whole thing just being under the water and no one knowing about it till now. Like, it's crazy. I'm not, again, I'm not comparing the sizes of these things, but they said that, um, you know, the, the, the different aspects, like they're saying that as far as like, they, they look at different criteria as far as making something a continent, I guess, in their terms of what they consider continents. And it, um, you know, certain things like elevation above the surrounding area, distinctive geology, a well-defined area, a crust thicker than the regular ocean floor. And this, you know, place, Zealandia meets all those. I hope I'm saying that right, Zealandia. Um, I just think it's really interesting. It's, it's very interesting. And it kind of, what I like about it is, it's the same thing with space exploration. It's the same thing with going into the oceans and caves and all these things is that we never stop that hunger to learn, you know, that, that, that hunger to find more kind of reminds you in the article mentions it when they said Pluto wasn't a planet. We thought it was, they say it's not. I mean, we figure that out though, by people constantly wanting to learn. And so that's what I like to do. I like to constantly learn. You guys know that all many of the people who listen are the same way. That's why they listen to this. We all, we all share those common, uh, you know, common bonds and common ideas and common uh, interests. So I thought it was interesting about that. I wanted to kind of mention it. Look it up. Check out bbc.com or some of the other sites. Just search Zealandia, Z-E-A-L-A-N-D-I-A, and, and check it out. It's always interesting uh, when people are out there looking for more and they find some shit that we didn't know about. And it's kind of scary. It's kind of cool. It's kind of uh, kind of awesome. So so check it out. I think it's some, some pretty cool shit. Something that really is not important at all is I read somewhere that Monopoly is getting rid of the thimble. The thimble, you know, the, on the on the Monopoly game, the thimble, they're getting rid of that. I say good. Who really gives a shit? Because who, listen, when we play Monopoly, whether you are playing it on the, on the video game Monopoly, whether you're playing the board game Monopoly, when you play Monopoly with friends and family, I don't know if you still do. If you haven't in a while, you should if you haven't. But, you know, your kids should be playing. Everybody should be playing Monopoly. Whoever picks the fucking thimble. No one ever says I want to be the thimble. I don't know the real reasoning behind getting rid of it because I didn't care to look any further into it. But it's just kind of one of those things I've seen and I'm like, why are we discussing it? Because no one cares about the thimble in the first place. I don't know if they're replacing it with something else. I don't know if they're, if there's some kind of political reason for it. I have no clue. I didn't even want to look further because I just seen the headline and I said, good, get rid of the thumb thimble because we don't care about the damn thimble. I just had I had a touch on that because I hate when I just hate stupid stuff, man. No one cared about the damn thimble. I always picked the car. Some people pick the dog, but I wanted to bring it up because I want to know what you picked when you play Monopoly. What do you pick when you play Monopoly? What is your favorite piece to pick? It's always interesting to me. It's those small details that interest me. Why do I pick the car? I thought it was cool as fuck. That's why. I thought it was cool. I thought it was fun to move around the board. Oh, look, I got a car. Ha, ha, ha. You know, you pick the dog. It's understandable. So I'm just curious why people choose certain things. And so I always like you guys to reach out to me. Let me know. So this may, you know, kind of be on, but tell me your favorite Monopoly piece. It's interesting. 
And if you say the fucking thimble, consider yourself not my friend. Nah, I'm just kidding. You can still be my friend. You're just one of the weird ones. I say, yeah, guy's weird. He uses a thimble of Monopoly. We all know that guy. We all know that guy. We do. Speaking of that guy, jumping over to sports really quick, Darrell Revis. Not in the news because of an interception he made or some crazy play or some crazy statistic. He's in the news because he's in trouble for knocking fools out. And I'm not talking about on the football field. I'm not talking about hitting you with the stiff arm jab, not letting the wide receiver get off the lane. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about knocking a fool. Not You know, a guy, wide receiver's catching the ball. Here comes Revis. Oh, knocks the ball out of his hands. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about he's out here street fighting now. Revis, come on, bro. You got to pull it together, man. The last we've all been talking about you as football fans, as sports fans, is how you, you know, they get your game has kind of declined. You're getting to that point where it's probably best to hang it up. But the last thing we want you to do is hang it up and start street fighting. We don't need you to be Kimbo Slice. Rest in peace, Kimbo Slice. We don't need you to be Kimbo Slice. We need you to be, you know, on CBS or ESPN or somewhere talking about football. Don't be out here fighting people and going to jail, man. I don't know all the details of the story. It seems like it's kind of foggy at the moment. It doesn't seem like even the police know the full story or or whatever's going on. But it sounded like, you know, he has some slight issue in the streets. Um, whether he's guilty, whether he's not guilty, I don't know. This is obviously um, just for argument's sakes because we don't know exactly. Nothing's been charged against him yet, I don't think, since I've, as of me recording this, I don't believe so. So um, shout out to Revis, man. Hopefully it's all gets cleared up. Hopefully, uh, if you decide to come back to the field, you knock fools out there and not in the streets. But uh, we wish you the best, Revis. We don't want you to turn from Revis Island to Revis's jail cell. So you'll be alone on either one of them. You once were on the island alone, but, man, I don't want you in no jail cell, bro. Speaking of knocking people out, though, this Conor McGregor Mayweather thing is, you know, people have been saying... It's happening. It's not happening. It's kind of happening. We're waiting on this to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. I want to speak on it really quick because I'm excited about the idea of it happening. I know not everybody who's listening is into MMA or UFC or boxing. Hopefully, you like it enough that you've watched one or the other. I mean, if you're not into boxing or into UFC, it's kind of crazy. You should like some some kind of mixed martial arts. But if you're not into fighting at all, I understand that. Totally understand it. But this is also something where you got two guys, polarizing figures, two of the greatest to ever do it in their sport, two of the most, um, you know, celebrity-wise, uh, attention-grabbing, um, like I said, polarizing figures. So if these guys duke it out, I got to take Mayweather just because it is boxing. I can't take a guy who's that undefeated in boxing, who's done this his whole life, and say that a guy is going to come in from mixed martial arts and beat him in his sport, in, in boxing. So I would love to see Mayweather, um, Conor win. If I had to choose Conor McGregor as my guy, I want him to win. But if I had to bet on it, I would just put the money, safe money on Mayweather. Either way, it's an exciting conversation. It's an exciting fight if it does happen. it's These these two guys are interesting, even if they were having a coloring book contest and seeing who could color within the lines the best. That, that's who these guys are. So... I hope it happens. I'm on the record right now. If it happens, I want May- I want Connor to win, but I do believe Mayweather will win in a boxing match. That's just the way it is. The last thing I want to talk about before we go, I want to leave you guys with something a little inspiring um, from an unlikely source, though. So you guys know I'm a Walking Dead fan. 
I do feel like it's had its ups and downs, its struggles here and there. Nonetheless, if you haven't seen The Walking Dead's latest episode, you probably don't want to continue. Well, it really sort of doesn't matter because I'm not going to tell you about The Walking Dead. I'm more going to tell you about a story that happened in The Walking Dead. Um, the, the main character, Rick, tells a story to a character about a, a kingdom that had a well-traveled road. This road had a giant rock in the middle. And people stumbled over the rock all the time. Horses broke their legs and uh, carts and stuff, uh, you know, where wheels were broken and stuff, trying to go over this because of this rock. Well, one day, a little girl who was injured when her family's wagon was crossing, you know, trying to cross this road, hit the rock. And, you know, the story, he says something about, you know, they were going to the market, I believe, or they were going to the kingdom to bring whatever it is that they sell. And that stuff had fell out all over the floor. And so this was everything they had. Um, was here on this cart that now fell all over the floor and became useless. Um, so they would have nothing basically once all this hit the floor. So the girl didn't understand why so many people that, you know, traveled this road did nothing about the rock. So what she did was she decided to start digging with her bare hands. Obviously she's getting scratched up, probably bloody, you know, working up a sweat, tired, but she was able to move the rock out the way. Before she could cover up the hole, she found a bag. And so in this bag, was this bag was actually placed there by the king. And it had gold in the, in the bag as a reward to the person who, who took out the time and the effort to move the rock instead of walking around the rock or going around it or just letting everybody get hurt and broken wagons by it. You know, this was the person who deserved the reward because they did what everybody else tried to ignore. And so the reason I bring this up was, number one, it came from an unlikely source, which was The Walking Dead. It's not usually my place for inspiration. Um, but the fact that they told that story, I thought was pretty cool. And it, it kind of strike a chord with me. You guys know how I, I like those kind of stories, those inspirational, those motivational stories. And obviously, it's a metaphor. The Rock is a metaphor for anything in your life that just sits in the middle of the road and nobody does nothing about it. That could be a person that could be your job, that could be a passion that you have, that could be your weight, that could be literally anything. It could be a significant other, it could be a family member, it could be a financial thing, anything you want. You know that any, anything in your life that you're maybe walking around and trying to avoid it but you never actually take care of the issue, put that in place of the rock. And so I want to kind of leave you guys with that. You know, there's a lot of people who don't like their jobs, maybe don't like how they how they look in the mirror, um, don't like their financial situation, um, have a passion that they just never chase and it bothers them that they don't go after it. This you have to be the one to sacrifice. And when you sacrifice for whatever that issue is, if it's really bothering you that bad that you don't pursue that passion or you don't lose that weight or you don't get that job or you don't um you know, you know, whatever it is that you're looking for, if you don't do that, there, there isn't a, there is a reward at the other end of you doing that. Um, whether you become famous and rich or, you know, the sexiest thing alive, it doesn't really matter. There's a reward there. So let's move the fucking rock out the way, move the fucking pebble out the way and let's get it guys. As always, I appreciate you spending your 15 minute break with me. You guys have a great weekend and be kind, be great. Keep dodging. Visit clockdodgers.com for more unique content. Connect with us now by following at Clock Dodgers on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope.
For the ones who know that a little late is always too late, and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, and our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com/keepstock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done.